This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Talked about the offense, talked Joe Burrow, talked height, trained everyone, gave him respect, put some respect on his name. I will be fighting the good fight on that. Uh, definitely showing up another weapon for this game at a really great time late in December. Next game, January 2nd, the Buffalo Bills Monday Night Football, but we'll have all of that and more later this week. Let's talk Evan McPherson before we get to the defense. Um, it's kind of crazy because – I was listening to Paul Daner and Jay Morrison, and they were talking about when Evan McPherson kicks 50-plus, he's one of the most accurate accurate kickers in the NFL, and that's mind-blowing. But I almost feel better when Evan's kicking far away than when he's doing an extra point, and that's a little scary at this point in the season because he won a lot of playoff games. I know the defense definitely helped too, but helped win a lot of playoff games at the end of the game. You think of overtime. You think of his leg, you think of extra points, and that was very helpful this time last year. And now he's missing. I know, again, a lot of kickers in the NFL, I felt this past weekend, missed some of those extra points. They weren't looking too hot, whether it could be a concern. It was cold out there. He does have Drew Chrisman out there. Um, You think of the different changes from this year, from last year, not having Clark Harris, not having Kevin Huber. Is there concern with Evan McPherson right now? I will say to start, uh, uncanny from 50-plus, 87.5% over his two seasons, regular seasons. Uh, That doesn't even include the playoffs where he went three of three. So, oh, man, probably around 90%, which is where he is at extra points this year. You want that to be higher, but you also have to think back, and he missed an extra point because of the change in long snapper. But, you know, you don't want to just – give him all the breaks in the world either that would move him up but is what it is 95.8 percent on extra points last year you want it to improve but you know it's just i don't know you kind of live with that where he actually has the struggle for me is 40 to 49 yards last year in the regular season he was uh six of nine this year he's nine of 13 which if you're me and want to no percentages that's 69 percent this year and last year would be 66 percent so he is 90 plus percent from 50 plus uh if you include the postseason and then you're just doing regular season for 40 49 and he's like 67 percent from there and we're now two years in so this is getting to be a real sample size 
that's the one that concerns me. When he goes out, I, the extra points, whatever. He's missed a few, but I still think he's going to nail those every time he goes out, and he nails like every short field goal. It's that when it's not fifty plus and it's not like thirty yards, when it's that forty to forty nine range, that's where for whatever reason he seems to just not hit those and that's where i want to see the improvement in this game this game still didn't make me that worried about him I, it seemed like all the special teams units patriots Bengals, both were having some issues so i i know i didn't see the flags moving with wind but i could swear i could see the ball a little bit sometimes maybe it was just weird wind. sometimes that's worse than uh when you have you know sustained high winds is when you get like weird burst winds you can't feel which way it's blowing i that's what happened in the Packers game from what I understand. I'm not a special teams expert though. So like, I'm just going off what I hear and what I see a little bit. Uh, I'm sure there's people that are a little bit more qualified to talk about that, but yeah, sometimes that weird wind where you don't know which way the gust is coming or sometimes you're getting gusts and then nothing. And then you kind of kick it thinking, Oh, the gust is blowing to the right. So I'm going to try to hug it left. And then you end up pulling it left or something like that. But I'm still not overly concerned. He's still a good kicker. I think this season, at least, uh, has proven so far that he is not yet the Justin Tucker that we were hoping for, but he's still a very good kicker. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think things are going to be fine with Evan McPherson. And one of the things, you know, he was talked about, he talked about it after the game that he didn't feel like it was weather or anything like that. I think there's still an adjustment with new pieces uh, this season. And, and it, it might take a whole regular season before everything is comfortable and, and maybe it's smooth sailing in January. You know, you, you hope that's the case and that doesn't cause them to lose any games uh, because of a missed kick or anything like that, because everybody remembers week one. And if they had that win from week one, um, they'd be looking really great right now when it comes to the number one seed, but they still they would control their own destiny, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. We, we did it. We did probably say that, you know, we might look back on that game and, and I feel like I do every week when I think of uh, them being in the driver's seat. But, hey, what's crazy about Monday Night Football and you get to watch Sunday Night Football with the Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, say the Steelers win and Cincinnati wins on Monday Night Football. They're putting on the hats. They're putting on the T-shirts, and they move to the two seed. And if the Kansas Chiefs lose, too, which I don't see that happening this week against the Denver Broncos. But, hey, coaching change, you never know. Could be craziness in uh, Denver with. <laughs> oh boy. With, I'm now I'm wishful thinking, but uh, but it's actually very it's really exciting when you think about the Sunday sleep and what that Monday night football game could mean, and it's absolutely wild to think they could have those AFC North T-shirts just hanging out at Paycor, and maybe they get to open those boxes after uh, Monday night football one, which will be huge, and I can't wait to talk about that later this week. Let's move to defense because this defense is unbelievable. There were points, certain points in this game pretty much down to the last minute that I thought, and I, I've never had this mindset because I think it's absolutely crazy to think this way. A lot of people, Tony Romo brought it up in the AFC championship game. Let them score. Yeah. score. It's never my mindset. I never want them to score. Never, never. And I could never see a coach and maybe I'm wrong in the NFL. If I've ever seen this before, I've never heard them once say, let them score. Cause we need the ball back. Um, we don't have any more timeouts. I saw the Browns do it once. I think that's the only time is they're facing the chargers and the defender actually pulled the ball carrier into the goal line so that he'd score and the Browns get another shot on offense. Browns lost that game from what I remember, but I've seen it, but it is rare. 
Yeah. It's something that I don't think Lou is ever going to tell his defense. No. And it's kind of why I don't know if you had this mindset because it was everything leading up to that was insane. The Hail Mary, uh, obviously the pick six that got them on the board and everything was just kind of rolling in their direction. Chase fumbles the ball. And oh. I mean, it's just like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening right now. Uh, again, another game we would have looked back on and be like, how did you lose that game when you were up 22? They would have been, there would have been a lot of criticism if they would have lost that game after being up. But defense, they just find a way. It's absolutely unbelievable. I know Lou's not out there, but for them to work on that play, Von Bell, BJ Hill, to get the ball, even though I kind of want to back it up before I get too much into this, the Jermaine Pratt fumble, was that a fumble or not? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I see the case for both, right? If it was me biased, I'd say it was a fumble. Okay. It looked like an open hand, but it is the ball going forward, and he did push it forward, I guess. Like, on one hand, it's the borderline call that just whatever they call on the field is probably what's going to stay. But like, say there's a running back sitting there and he catches that, that's probably ruled a pass, right? It's not ruled a fumble recovery. So I get it, but I also get the guy had no control of the ball as he pushed it forward. It's like the ball came out and he's kind of palmed it, but I don't know. Look, I've, I've seen things that were closer ruled fumbles. And I've seen things that were worse, not ruled from. It's in that gray area where we have uh, the officials just kind of call it on the field and whatever they call kind of stands. So you kind of wish they just let Pratt run that in and then rule it a fumble and then try to go back and say, was this actually a pass? Maybe that goes the other way because it's – it's like that guilty until prove or uh, innocent until proven guilty type thing. You have to prove the other thing happened. So whatever they rule on the field is what it is. And then can you prove that the other thing happened? At least, you know, I don't think it's without a reasonable doubt. To, it's not the law, but it is just like, can you prove that happened? Like it's, it's like when we see fumble recoveries and then you just see a massive pile up and you're like, well, we can't prove the other way. So it just stands that way. So whatever they call in the field is probably what's going to stand. Kind of sucks. And it was a turning point, not a turning point, but it, it was just a huge blow in the game to not get that fumble recovery for a touchdown. But I assume you thought it was a fumble. I mean, I'm so biased. You know, I can't stand the <laughs> Um, But I agree with you when they call it one way, like say if something is a catch and then a, another team challenges it and says it wasn't a catch, they rarely overturn it. Rarely. Um, I think of it like a 50-50 plays now become – 55 45 or 60 40 in favor of what was called on the field so it's just it leans that way a little bit they could have called it a fumble i wouldn't have been shocked or anything yeah but when they start reviewing it i just immediately think well it's probably going to stand but we'll see what happens I, I was pretty bummed for jermaine just because he's having yeah. such a great season there's so many things to highlight jermaine i, I tweeted it out earlier this week you used to go back to the raiders game and obviously getting the interception uh the tom brady pick from last week you can say the travis kelsey stealing the ball from him really helped secure that win and just to have that moment i was like oh man add it to jermaine's resume he's having himself a season and i just kind of felt bad for him and if they would have lost we'd have definitely looked back on that and thought oh my goodness that could have oh, been that would have been Oh. probably unbearable to yeah. listen to Watching that uh, over. And Eli Apple takes a hit to the knees for no reason since that play didn't matter but you know we don't need to keep talking about it I, no we should okay yeah Mac Jones surprisingly 
I think NFL players are starting to say he's dirty too. Uh, Blake Jewell, hopefully friend of the pod, p- posted the clip and said like Mac Jones need a finer suspension type thing. You know, this is a dirty play. And then Micah Parsons and Kayvon Thibodeau retweeted. And I see other former players kind of talking about like, you need to watch Mac type thing. And then I remember, and I still haven't seen anybody post it. He got that unnecessary roughness after the fumble. Like, was that him throwing a punch type thing? Was that just him shoving around, you know, really trying to wrestle for that ball? I don't know. But all I know is out of all the quarterback, I saw him also slide into uh, the nether regions of a safety uh, on Monday Night Football. That was also a dirty play. But, you know, I'm not saying he's a dirty player. He's just building a resume. And that's something I'm watching as uh, the Bengals. I don't remember if they have to play him. They won't play him next year because they just played the AFC East. So at least they don't have to play him next year, provided the Patriots don't finish at the same division spot as the Bengals, which we're hoping Bengals finish first. So (laughs) hopefully not. Uh, But yeah, just something I'm watching, just something I'm just kind of like making a little note of. There's been like three plays this year that Mac Jones has been the center piece of uh, possibly a dirty play. And also when I finally do get to go back and watch, because I think uh, whoever uploads the film took uh, the Christmas break as well. (laughs) Uh, Whenever I do get to go back and watch, I think I'm going to watch that play. I'm not skipping at all. I'm trying to see that fumble recovery. Okay. Can I see what number 10, number number 10 did after the play to get the flag? Or was it just like the entire team shoving and they just threw the flag on somebody? I, I don't know. They didn't show it on broadcast. They didn't replay it at all. Yeah, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I when I when you see it, you're like, oh my goodness, he really just took Eli Apple out. And then, like you mentioned, when you hear former or current NFL players retweet the clip, there are broadcasters on ESPN, Marcus Fears, and other ones who quote tweet it and just say, "This is dirty." There was a highlight tape of all those dirty plays. And yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! I guess I never. I mean, you hear. I forgot he twisted Brian Burns' ankle last year. Like yes. that's that's another one that's just like that you can't you're you're on camera and like what how do you spin that like the, both this and the Eli Apple play I don't know how you spin it any other way than I went after that guy and tried to at, at best you're saying I tried to you know knock him down or something like that but you know when you're falling down right at somebody's legs and you're you know twisting around somebody's ankle as Bengals fans know with the whole perfect ankle mm-hmm. twisting gait uh, that is not looked on favorably by any former NFL player. He was asked about its name uh, and he had said that he, he kind of just fell down over uh, near him. Oh, uh, just both legs gave out of a healthy 25 year old man running. <laughs> yeah, this just kind of kind of happened. That was um that was in the quote. It kind of happened. And uh, it, it kind of happened, you know. I, like, I kind of fell at his knees. <laughs> I would just say, you know, that's an unfortunate play. There's real you could really work on what you were gonna say in that response. I tripped. All you have to say is I tripped. What do you mean your legs gave out? <laughs> yeah. I mean it just his his it, you just see in social media I think um really speaks volumes of of things that he has done in the past. And the thing that I thought was crazy is Ian Rappaport tweeted out today that he's not gonna get suspended, but the NFL is reviewing it. How long does it take you to review that before they want to give a fine? They well, I wonder fines. if they're reviewing or is our fine set or is it based off of the play? That's a really good question. That is one I don't know. 
but that could be why they're reviewing it again. My question yeah. is they find people for spiking a ball into the stands <laughs> or their socks are too high or they're not the right color and they got to go back and review and review and review this. It's just wild. Um, the way finds work in the NFL, but yeah, that was unfortunate. Uh, I know Eli gets a bad rap. Um, I know how people feel about them and stuff like that on social media, but you, you can't do that to a player. Uh, that's not cool at all. And, um, you know, I just, I, I didn't like that a, a bit, but other people just kind of speaking up about it just shows that uh, that's not okay. And hopefully that doesn't happen again. Stop hurting players. Let them play the game. Don't make tackles like that. If you're a quarterback or anybody. He should have done what we were saying Burrow should have done and just stand there and watch. Like, yeah, you know, that was run after him. Yeah. That was, that was dumb on his part to, to make that play. Uh, not Joe Burrow, but but Mac Jones. Uh, if you're gonna, you're gonna put yourself in a situation where you could get knocked out and get hurt or injured the other player, so not cool, Mac Jones. We don't like it. Uh, we'll move on to the defense and more. And this Andrew Whitworth stuff, we're gonna shut it down on this podcast. Uh, look, if, if we're wrong, we're wrong. But we'll have more of that next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs>